Welcome to The Dwelling Place, where three friends talk about approachable home design and our never-ending search for the perfect rug. So whether you're doing laundry or the dishes, join us in a conversation about making our home a beautiful dwelling place. Today, we want to save you from making some of the mistakes we did by sharing our renovation regrets. Then we're giving each other a domestic dare, a challenge to do something outside our comfort zone. Of course, we'll end with sharing some things we're loving lately too. So now we're going to start with highs and lows. And uh, Bree, do you want to kick us off? Sure. So my low this week, I walked into the dining room and swung my arm to reach something and I knocked the art that I had hanging up there and I had it on command strips which is normally fine but I'm not normally knocking my art so it's usually fine (laughs) so by doing this it loosened the command strips and I just kind of pressed it back into the wall I'm like it'll be fine it'll be great it'll be great Mm -hmm." and then I heard a crash and it cracked the corner of my frame like no it's the art my sister had made for me so I was able to super glue it together but with knocking the art down I'm like okay well, now I don't want to put it back up because I want to change. So I took that <laughs> art and I put it in my son's room and had added another piece of art stacked under it. And now I love it. And it's new oh. home. So that's my high. I rehomed my art, but now I need something else for my dining room. So, uh, so something that like was almost like a travesty ended up being a beautiful repurpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll show a, a picture on our Instagram stories of that's, what it looks like now. That's really cool. <laughs> Emily, what you got for us? Okay, so at the time we're recording this, we just got back from vacation. We did something new this year when we went on vacation, which I think could apply whether you're traveling for Thanksgiving or Christmas coming up, really any time of the year that a lot of people are traveling. We decided to put our home on Airbnb while we were on vacation. It seemed like a fantastic idea, like our house looks cute, we'll be able to make a bunch of money from it while, you know, nobody's there, and we have to put our dog, board our dog anyway, so, like, this is gonna be great. In actuality, preparing to take a big cross-country vacation while also getting your house absolutely perfect at the same time (laughs) is a little much... It was very stressful. Yeah. (laughs) Every little flaw about our house, like, suddenly became glaring Mm. in my eyes. So I had to, like, redo our front yard. And the higher midpoint is that it pushed us to get a lot of stuff done that we needed to get done anyway. So that part of it was good. But the stress of having to get it all done by a hard due date of, like, Mm. we have to be out of the house before they check in was very stressful. And yeah. thankfully, Brian's parents watched the boys for us, like, the day before people came. So I just had that day to clean. Because you can't clean too much in advance, especially with kids right. around. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just not going to work. That part of it was... Ugh, there were some really tense moments where I, like, really snapped at Brian a few times and I had to go and apologize for later. Mm. And he was like, I know, it's just the stress. And then he's like... Can we please never do this again? <laughs> <laughs> so that was the low point for sure, especially staying up till midnight that night before, like just cleaning and packing. The high point, though, was definitely getting paid 
and the people really loving our house. Mm. So they wrote us a great review. They took care of everything. Like, they did all the things we'd asked them to do. And plus, it was just a really great feeling of having everything so clean. Yeah. At one time. Because my house is never, like, 100% perfectly clean and decluttered at one time. Mm-hmm. Like, one room will be nice and clean. Or, right. like, the downstairs will be really clean. But the upstairs will be messy, you know, mm. or dirty. So, having the entire house so clean. Like, every dust bunny is removed <laughs> from every gonna feel so corner. Good. It was really, really nice. Yeah. Great. So. And they actually left it nice, really too, when nice. you came back. Which... We have an Airbnb, and that does not happen most weeks, so that is really cool. Yeah. They did all the things we asked them to do, running the dishes, taking out the trash, all of that stuff. So we came back to an almost perfectly clean house, too. That's nice, too. What you got, Kimmy? My high is... It's a little funny, and you guys know I have OCD when it comes to hiding things that I don't want to see, like outlets and all that kind of stuff. One of the things that I've, like, been on a mission to hide is my Roomba, my little vacuum cleaner that I got a couple years ago. We named him R2-D2. He has a little <laughs> R2-D2. I, I found a decal. What? You bought a decal I, for your vacuum? Yes. And it, it's on top of it, and it's like, it looks like R2-D2. Oh, my <laughs> word. So any Star Wars nerds? I got it for my husband, because he's a Star Wars nerd. But he loved it. Anyways, I've been on a mission to find a perfect place where it vacuums well, but when it goes back to its home, it's like hidden and out of sight. Mm. My husband built, when he first started being like a woodworking hobbyist, his first thing he ever built was this table that is like a mid-century table. I don't love the table. I mean, sorry, Ryan. (laughs) He's listening to this. He knows. He knows that it was his first project and it needs some work. But it gave me the idea of, like, future how to do this because it's very low on the ground. Like, it has two little or four legs. So they're mid-century legs. Two inches, two and a half inches tall. And then there's a shelf or, like, the bottom shelf. And then it goes up to a second shelf and then a third shelf. So the bottom shelf, because it's so low to the ground, it just barely goes over the Roomba and so when it's pushed up against the wall I don't tell me if I'm making sense you can't see it because of the shelf Mm. being so Mm -hmm. low Mm -hmm. so if it was just a table without a shelf like say the table was there and there was no bottom shelf that was only three inches above the ground you would be able to see the Roomba Mm -hmm. but because the shelf is so low you can't see it. it so now it's working where it is right now underneath that because it's hidden. I don't love, I guess we could say that the low is that I don't love how it looks. I mean, it was Ryan's first thing that he built. And so now I want him to build me a new thing (laughs) because I want it to be, I don't know if I want like semi-circle, like it's in a corner Mm. nook where I'm keeping it. So I don't know exactly what I want. It could be circular around maybe, but I need him to build something different and I want it to be black, like maybe wood stained black. Mm. I guess that could be the low because (laughs) he has so many projects. I'm pretty sure I've already shared this before, but that's kind of like a recurring thing with me that I have all these things that I want Ryan to make, (laughs) but I'm just so excited that I figured out a way to hide the Roomba, and I will take a picture of it. So if anyone else has Roombas that they want to hide, 
this is a good way. Get a, you know, I found actually a table at Target. It's a Studio McGee that has, it's a two shelf table, like a low shelf and then the tabletop. Mm-hmm. And that would work too. It's too big for my space, but maybe I'll link it in case anyone wants to hide the Roomba under it. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, we will be right back with Renovation Regrets. Welcome back, guys. Our new topic is going to be renovation regrets. We'll share lots of before and after pictures in our show notes in case it's difficult to picture our spaces, but we've done a lot of renovating to our homes, and with that inevitably comes with some major regrets. At least I know I have some. I think you girls have some, too. Mm -hmm. Kimmy, what's a regret you have in renovating your home? Oh, man. I feel like before we start, we all just need to take a big, deep breath because we might have some PTSD (laughs) as we talk about all these regrets. My husband this morning, he was like, so what are you girls going to be chatting on the next episode? And I was like, renovation regrets? He's like, oh, I'm not listening to that. (laughs) I promise this is not a husband bashing episode as Ryan and Brian are primarily the ones that have renovated our two Emily's and my home. We are not husband bashing. This is just definitely, you live and learn, you know, and we all, I think this is all of our first time doing Mm -hmm. this, you know, in our first homes. And all of us work together with our husbands too. Yes. So like we're all kind of Chip and Joanna pairs where like we do the designing and planning and picking out stuff and they do the installing. Except it's opposite. I I do both. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're both Chip and Joanna. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think, and it's funny. shared responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. And really, as I go through my regrets, I'm finding that more of the regrets are in the planning phase. Oh, So I guess it's more on me (laughs) with all my regrets. So the first one, the first tip that I'm going to share that I learned, and I realize that this can't always be avoided, but if you can avoid it, do it which is never renovate your kitchen or main living area while you're living in that home. Yes. Because Mm -hmm. let me tell you, washing your dishes in the bathtub for three months is the worst thing that I ever had to do. Not the worst thing. I mean, labor's up there, deliver, you know, (laughs) some other things up there. But that's right up there. But it is right up there. And it was so stressful. I pretty much just made crockpot meals. Like, it was not having a kitchen. I didn't have a stove. I didn't have a sink. And the way when you renovate a kitchen, you have to do things in certain orders, especially if you're tearing it down to the studs. Like, you know, we did. I know, Emily, you did, Mm -hmm. too. Like, you have to start back up with the drywall, with the, you know, the lighting, Mm -hmm. and then the drywall, and then... And everything comes, like, the sink is the last thing because Mm -hmm. you have to put in your cabinets, then your countertops, then the sink. Mm -hmm. And so it was a long three months, and I never want to do that ever in my life again. I'm hoping that we're going to renovate a home again someday, like our our future, you know, forever home. But I don't want to live there 
when I'm renovating the kitchen. (laughs) That was one thing my husband and I were able to avoid because we were renting and then we bought our home, but we continued to rent and renovated Mm -hmm. the kitchen. It's so smart. And the bathroom before we moved in. Yeah. Oh my goodness. A bathroom is another one. And our home only has one bathroom. So like this has to get done. (laughs) You know, and to be honest, we did that too. We did the, but the bathroom was a lot quicker. Like Ryan was able to do the turnaround time in a few days, whereas the kitchen just took forever. (laughs) So that's my point. First point. On the topic of kitchens, we also redid our kitchen in our house and took it down to the studs totally, even took out all the flooring all the way down to like floor joists and dirt underneath and took out the whole ceiling, the whole thing. Redesigned the whole thing, building it up from there. So I love the kitchen overall. It's probably my favorite room in the house, although I say that about a lot of rooms, but (laughs) I really, really love it. But I do regret that we didn't plan in a pantry in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Originally, the way they had it laid out was that they had this little closet that was in the hallway off of the dining room as their pantry, but we turned that into a bathroom, just a half bath. Mm -hmm. And where they had had a little bathroom was in the corner of the kitchen. So they had, like, divided the kitchen space to create this little cutout where the corner was, and they had a little bathroom tucked away Did they in add there? the bathroom after, maybe? I, I don't in know. In the evolution of the home? Well, I mean, the kitchen was basically like a galley oh. with oh. a bathroom So you there. opened up the kitchen by right, getting rid of that bathroom. But then you needed to use their... They had the closet as their pantry. Right. And so you took that and made it a half bath. Right. Yeah. So then that left us without a pantry. What I would like to do, and technically we still could, because our kitchen cabinets are all Ikea. Mm -hmm. So you can uninstall them from the wall. What I wish we had done was install a full bank of cabinets in one section or have like the upper cabinets come all the way down to the counter Mm -hmm. in one section and either have like the little appliance garage there or just like drawers or I don't know something but just have that closed cabinet space that just goes all the way down Mm -hmm. so that we could have like more of an actual pantry there which I mean we're not sure on cabinet space for food it's just really awkward shaped drawers. Well, that's what I was going to ask because you're very good at being minimalist and so, like, do you actually need it? Or is it more just... I don't have, like, a lot of food in bulk Mm -hmm. that I have to store somewhere, so that part of it is nice. Yeah. But it just drives me crazy that our pantry has these Lazy lazy Susan. Susan corners and so like stuff is always falling over. Yeah, I have that too. So I have them in baskets, but even then, like, it's such an awkward shape for a basket because it's rounded. And so it just, like, drives me crazy. You know what you need to do? Let's take everything out of your kitchen and then put everything back in and reorganize. <laughs> well, Because maybe your of... small appliances go in there then. Well, I I have the appliances, the small appliances in the Lazy Susan on the other side. But I kind of did that by moving out a bunch of dishes from the deep drawers. And I moved like the snacks all down below to that drawer Mm. but um i just i still don't i don't love the setup Mm -hmm. especially like with cans and and i I understand you wanting it all in one place yeah i have the same situation going on so i feel you but do you wish that you 
didn't have a half bath. Do you use that half bath a lot? Oh, yeah. So then... Right. It's not... My only regret is in our cabinets that we didn't make a pantry cabinet. And you still could. And make, like, a bigger... Yeah. Maybe someday. Yeah. Well, in the kitchen, this is going to be a kitchen-themed episode, apparently. Maybe (laughs) we need to rename it. One of my regrets in our kitchen is our kitchen counter. Now, again, we were renovating before we moved in. At the time, all we could afford was laminate countertops, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I got it in like a a quartz style finish, printed, whatever it is. But I really wish we had just spent double (laughs) and gotten real quartz because it does affect the look of the kitchen. It looks fine, but it's just not comparison to the real thing. So I really wish we had gotten quartz right off the bat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My second point of my regret (laughs) um, would be our DIY countertops. So I actually really love them. They're concrete. Amazing. And they're so cool looking. Yes. They look amazing. They're so cool. I love that they're like cold to the touch. Like it feels like it's real. Because I mean, it's real concrete and whatever. But I guess the thing that I regret about it is when they first were put in, we didn't seal them properly it was kind of one of those rush jobs that we did see i had a christmas party i have this like annual christmas party that's like a big deal and it was happening and we had to seal our countertops and we just kind of like hurriedly did it and then we didn't redo it in six months when we were supposed to and now like it stains really easily some of the concrete even comes off so i can't like roll pie dough on, you know, like, simple things like that. Like, I had to get a pastry mat to roll my pie dough. And, Mm. you know, there's certain things, like, I would never just put food on it. Now, the stains and stuff, I actually, it's kind of looks like that old world feel, like, rustic. Mm. And I actually really love that. So, I don't really mind for that. It's more just the, like, upkeep of it. We can seal it again and stuff. So, maybe I could roll pie dough on it. (laughs) But um, it's just a lot of upkeep. So I think it's a regret in the sense that next time when we do homes, I'm going to do the same and get quartz. Because quartz is just so durable, there Mm -hmm. is no upkeep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's real, and it looks wonderful. So while I do love this, it's not a huge regret. It's still something that I'm going to keep in mind for, you know, picking something that's not a lot of upkeep for my countertops in my future home. Because how often do you do kitchens? Oh my gosh. Like, it's such a big investment. Just bite the bullet and do it now. Yeah. Although I will say I love my Ikea countertops. Well, those are quartz. No, they're laminate. Oh, I thought you got quartz ones. Because you can get quartz ones from Ikea. Oh. Mm -hmm. No, we got laminate. It's a marble laminate. It's like patterned marble. But yeah, it's just laminate. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you love them. them. That's great. Yeah. I mean, mine are easy to clean and stuff, and they, you know, yeah. they're, I yeah. really, I like the look of them, but What I like but about mine edge. is that mm-hmm. it, um, it's matte. Ours are matte finish. Mm-hmm. So, to me, like, they look more realistic. In are yours way. matte, Brianna? Well, there's a story. When we originally ordered them from Lowe's, uh, that's another thing. If you can do it, go through a, lo- a local kitchen place. Because going through a big company, we ran into many, many issues, um, which I'm not going to get into. But 
Long story short, they sent us a glossy finish when I ordered the satin finish because they didn't have a matte, but this oh. was like the most matte mm. version that they had, which I actually really like. They're taking it off the truck and it's like reflecting the sun. And I'm like, this is not what I ordered. And we're supposed to be moving into the house in a few weeks. And I'm like, this isn't right. Like, what are we going to do? And so they had to send it back, remake everything. And we made an island in our um, kitchen. And so they brought in the right finish, but they didn't get the right measurement for the island. It was three inches too short. So then they had to rush remake a new island top. Anywho. We have the satin finish now, but it was quite the process. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a regret, but not really controllable yeah. regret. The nice thing about the IKEA ones is that you just buy it in these big long sheets and mm-hmm. then you measure and cut it and install it yourself. Mm. So yeah. and then you apply like the edging to the edges. That would make me like, so nervous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not as nice, nervous but... as pouring concrete in oh. place. Oh. oh my goodness. <laughs> and mixing the concrete oh. in your kitchen. Oh, that does nerve-wracking. Uh, it was crazy. Okay, so this is another one in the kitchen. <laughs> I got more kitchen ones, Which too. I, so I, I still love the kitchen. That's the thing. Yeah. I really love it. But these are some things I would change if I had to do it all over again. Right. Mm-hmm. And that are the can lights in our kitchen ceiling. At the time, I didn't really... I just didn't really care that much about what lighting we had in there. I knew, I knew for sure what lighting I wanted in the living room and the dining room. I knew exactly I wanted the Sputnik style chandelier kind of thing going on. So I was just like focusing all my attention on those and then the pendant lights Mm -hmm. over the peninsula. Brian was like, oh, let's just do some, a bunch of can lights, you know, in the ceiling and it'll be really nice and bright, which is perfect for cooking, Mm -hmm. etc." Which is very true. It Mm -hmm. is. It's very nice and bright, and it's great when you need a lot of light. The thing I don't like about it is that they're a different temperature from the rest of the lights in Mm -hmm. the the ones over the peninsula and the dining room and the living room, which are all connected. Oh. They're more of a cool white. I have the same issue in my my kitchen. Doesn't, Mm -hmm. can't you just get a different bulb? I like, don't think so. Not for the version I have. Mine, yeah. you buy well, it. Well, you and have you... a different... She has actual can light, so you can just get a different... A, a soft light bulb. Brian said something about how they had a... There was some feature on the can light when he was installing it that would determine whether it was going to be warm or cool. Really? Yeah. Because mine are all warm. At least I've never noticed them to feel cool... And all, I always do 2700 Kelvin. So they don't feel like they're different than the rest of my lighting. Maybe. Maybe that it needs to go on your ceiling. <laughs> that would be something to look into yeah. if you can change the bulbs. Is that the only thing you don't like about them? That and then the, because they're LED. Like when I try to film videos in the kitchen, oh. it will have like a strobing effect mm-hmm. sometimes. And like I tried to do some slow motion videos once. Do they have to be LED light bulbs? The wiring is only for oh, okay. LEDs. It's you should just, look into LED soft white or like a warm white with yeah. the 2700 Kelvin. And then maybe that will solve your My problem. biggest problem. But I, yeah. I mean, it won't solve the strobe light effect. Right. When I take pictures for Instagram and stuff, I always turn all my lights off and just mm. have natural light. Yeah. 
couldn't you just pick a sunny day to do <laughs> just turn your life that's off. ideal um but like if i'm doing like an all-day cleaning video yeah now that's usually like when i might run into it well yeah. look into the lights the light get back to us yeah. On that. yeah that might fix it well i'm gonna piggyback on that i know it's technically Bree's turn Doesn't but matter. i have one about recess lighting too and this is another embarrassing thing I have to share with you just like last episode with the salt cellar not knowing (laughs) what it was okay when we started our renovating I didn't really even know what can lighting or recess lighting was because this was you know three years three and a half years ago I watched HGTV and all of those things but I guess I didn't pay attention to that type of light like I knew that people have lights like that in their Mm -hmm. ceiling But when we started the renovating and we had to take the ceiling out because it was like a drop ceiling, a friend of ours was like, so you're going to put can lighting in here? And I was like, uh, what's that? (laughs) And he's like, well, it's, it's the lighting that usually you put in for like kitchens and stuff. So it's like really bright and you can like work. It's your workspace. And and they're flush with the ceiling as well. They don't dangle at all. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, I want that. We don't know how. Oh, because this was really, like, Ryan and I were babies doing all this. Like, now we've done so much, but Ryan didn't know any electrical work at the time. Like, now he can do, like, anything. But it's just, it was crazy back then. So he kind of, like, helped us because we were we were going to put the drywall up. And he's like, no, you have to cut the holes out. You have to, like, I was like, oh, okay. So we started this whole process. And because I didn't plan it out, like, I just let him go get the can lighting and he bought these, like, really giant ones. And I think I would have preferred the more medium size because, I don't know, they're just, like, literally, what, eight inches wide? Like, they're just huge ones. Eight inches is, like, this. That's ten inches. No, that's more like This eight is inches. eight inches. No. I no, work with flower like pots all the time. This is I'm... as long as a dollar <laughs> bill, and that's six inches. Okay, well, they're six inches, but they're huge. Like... I'm holding out my hand so people can see. <laughs> <laughs> They're huge, and I would have preferred more like a four inch, I think. I think they just look really big. And then I didn't know until after installing them that there's all these rules about how far away from the wall they should be and how far away from each other. Uh And we did kind of do that. They're not fully, I think it's two feet away from the wall or something, and they're like one and a half feet away from one of the walls. And then there was one like, it's just like really poor planning. It was like a rush job, kind of, because it's like everything was waiting on us to finish the ceiling so we could move forward, (laughs) you know, finish the drywall. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed, but if you walk into my kitchen and you look above the peninsula, there is a cover over a electrical box. I've never noticed that. We never, like, there was going to be a pendant light there because I was going to do this whole other design with the countertop and then I decided not to after the fact so then we had to cover it because we weren't going to use that as a pendant light it was just really poor planning and so that's what this boils down to but recess lighting now i know what it is and how exactly what to do with it but just research that that's my tip is like a lot of mistakes come from rushing Mm -hmm. yeah that too yeah don't rush take take your time do at least a little bit of googling yeah yeah So, Brie, what's your next one? Well, I guess one of the ones I could talk about is um, not getting a nice faucet for our sink right from the beginning in our kitchen. We, 
again, needed a faucet, so we just, you know, got one, and it was a cheaper one. We had ran into issues with it right away, and then we got another one, and then it wouldn't have the hot water come out. It was, like, mainly cold, and then it would, like, pulse hot water, which oh. later we figured out that a valve was, like, half on in no. the basement. But because of that, we ended up returning it because we're like, this faucet is only doing cold water. <laughs> um, and after that, after our third faucet, we're like, okay, we're getting, we're investing in a good faucet. And I'm so glad we did. We got a Kohler one. It's sleek. We've had no issues. And I've been to other people's houses too when they have a not as great quality faucet. And it makes such a big difference. Just Are in, you talking about our houses? No, I'm not talking about your houses. Because <laughs> mine's just Delta. Delta? I mean, it cost a pretty penny. Well, Delta, yeah, Delta that's a good brand. Solid. Is that considered yeah. a good one yeah. up yeah. with Kohler? Okay. But there is a difference in the quality of the pieces that are inside the faucet. The buttons that you push for the sprayer and the actual hose that's in it when you pull it down. Yeah. Like, it's actually mm-hmm. got some weight and it's solid. It's yeah, not, yeah. It doesn't feel like plastic in your hands. So, um, it turned positive. So, I'm really glad, really glad I have a good faucet now. It just... Oh, the sprayer is so nice. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of did a similar thing for our bathrooms where we went with really cheap faucets. One I ordered from Amazon and it was gold and it turned, like, parts of it turned silver, like, right away. Oh, no. And it was, it was also too forceful for the shallowness Mm -hmm. of that particular sink. Oh, no. So it would just spray (laughs) everywhere and make a huge mess all the time. So we ended up eventually replacing them. That's like, (laughs) guys, that's like the toilets when you're in, like, you know, the power, like... Flushers. The flushers. And then you... (laughs) When I go to the bathroom, I have to, like, move my body as close to the stall door so I don't get wet from it because it totally skews me out. (laughs) Yeah. 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 spray. But, I mean, like, the cheap faucets worked to get us moved in, and then we could upgrade it later. Well, to continue with our kitchen regrets. <laughs> <laughs> kitchen seems to be where we have a lot of regrets. Yeah. It might be where we've done the most work. Well, it's where we've work. done the most work and also where we spend the most of our time. And there's a lot of different components, too. Like, you have appliances and mm-hmm. you have heights and you have lighting. Right. It's pretty complicated. Mm-hmm. And the plumbing and everything. Like, it's it's very complicated. The regret I have also in the kitchen is with our tile backsplash. And it's not the backsplash that we chose. Not not the actual tile we chose. I love the tile it's we chose. It's beautiful. It's from Bedrosian's tile and it's handmade from Spain. It looks, it's that whole old world rustic mm. feel and I just, I absolutely love it. And the grout we used with it is great. It looks so good. But the problem is, again, with the planning, and this was our first time ever tiling anything, and we didn't really know what we were doing, and me thinking I was being clever when we decided to put in our upper cabinets and our floating shelves. So standard height is typically 18 inches from the top of your countertop to the bottom of your upper cabinets or shelves, whatever you have. It's 18 inches. I, being you know, like to be unique. I was like, let's go 19 inches because I love the number 19. 
<laughs> my birthday's on the 19th. But I was like, oh, that would be cool. And plus, I had this cutting board that I really loved having standing up, and it's really tall. So I was like, well, it would fit better under 19 inches. So this literally, <laughs> I'm making this board. decision based on this $20 cutting board, okay? <laughs> so when we get to the tiling, Ryan, of course, starts from the bottom up, because that's like typically how you do it. Yes. So he gets to the top, and there's only half an inch where he has to cut a tiny half an inch piece of tile. Oh, those tiles. Now, Ugh. normally, if it was completely covered by floating shelves and and or upper cabinets, it would be fine. We were continuing the line, you know, like an imaginary line of the right. tile. through the corner. Yeah. Onto the other wall. Um, so, because we had to do that. Now you see this half an inch. <laughs> oh no! Because we couldn't bring like I would. I thought about bringing it to the ceiling, but a that's a lot of money. Yeah. B mm-hmm. it wouldn't have worked. We had too many like variables why it wasn't gonna work, and so we have this half an inch. And I don't think most people notice it because when Probably you look not. at the kitchen, you just kind of look at it as a full mm-hmm. like a whole picture. That is, like, one of my most... I'm like, why did I think I was being clever? This is a standard height, 18 inches for a reason, because most subway tiles or tiles you use are going to fit within that 18 inches Mm -hmm. with so many rows. So that was just really dumb. But also just, like, the placement, like, not figuring out, like, symmetry with, like, the sink itself. I should have started in the middle when tiling and gone out to the right and left, so it would have been equal parts when you get to the oh. end. So, and it's not, one is like full and one's tiny on one side. It's just like little things like that. Now we know. You yeah. know, yeah. next you house, when we tile, we know. I wish we had finished all of the trim downstairs, like when we were doing our downstairs, before we moved on to other projects. Because mm. it's just one of those things that it's, such a pain to do the trim around the windows and mm-hmm. the floor trim baseboards that's what those are called it's it's just such a pain to do all the measuring and cutting and attaching it and then covering up the holes for the screws mm-hmm. and painting it all it's just a lot of work and yeah. so it's been you know two and a half years now since we've redone our downstairs and the trim is still not all done. So maybe your tip is like finish, Just finish one it. project before moving on to the next. Yep. That is a, definitely yep. a good tip. Yep. Well, in our room, because we had wallpaper we that we painted over specially, but part of the wallpaper had come like separated so like we have like this chunk mm. missing out in the corner and that's been three years in our bedroom. We We just have to like put up wood and then I have to prime the wood and then paint the wood the same wall color and it's just one of those things it's like you don't see it when you're living in it that right long. it's just like you just the get until you have company it. and you're like oh that the looks thing, terrible yeah <laughs> the thing with renovating though is you do have to prioritize some things like there are so many other projects we need to do before we did our front porch but the front porch was a priority because it was summertime mm-hmm. and we had to get it done during summertime you know new york doesn't have the longest of summers and good weather <laughs> but you know like it makes sense sometimes you do have to move on to another project if that takes more priority True. but i think overall it is a really good tip to just finish one thing first yeah <laughs> so i have one last one for me and this is the biggest one and i think it kind of goes along with some themes that Brie was sharing, just make the investment first. Because (laughs) 
This is about the flooring that we used in our great room. Also the flooring, it's pretty much just flooring in general because the flooring we used in our bathroom also is not doing well. But the flooring in our great room, we ended up going with a like a mid-range priced flooring. We wanted to get a LVP, which is luxury vinyl plank. Typically laminate is um, just water resistant and not waterproof. Hmm. So that's why we wanted to go with LVP because we have, you know, a small child. We were just doing a floating floor like over the pre-existing floor that we had we didn't want to take out the floor it was a parquet i don't know do you guys did you ever see that emily no oh my gosh it's a complete wood parquet floor but it's like bright orange and i thought about refinishing it but like the parquet is so busy because if you know what that is it's the like little little boxes and they're like every which way but it's like actual wood yeah i know but it's, it's ugly. It's really ugly. So we put it over the top and it's just like not good flooring. Like we even went to a mom and pop shop and like got a more expensive one than like Lowe's or Home Depot, but it's just ended up not being good. It's separating. It's even peeling. Some of the printed stuff on it is peeling. So next house, we're investing in engineered hardwood or hardwood. Mm-hmm. One of those. Same with our bathroom. It's actually LVT, luxury vinyl tile. So it's supposed to look, it's like a hexagon shape. And I really like how it looks. And it's it's groutable. So we grouted it. So it actually looks real. But we didn't seal the grout, (gasps) which we should have. And we put it, it's because I was like nine months pregnant when we got it done. And so we were just like, oh, we'll seal it later. Never sealed it. Jude was taking baths in his sink, in our kitchen sink. But now he takes baths in the bathtub and likes to throw his toys and we just noticed that it's bubbling because we didn't seal the grout oh no so those are some regrets about flooring just invest in the real stuff mm-hmm. you could also just consider it as like this was phase one to have a nice but now we'll have floor. to redo it <laughs> right but at least you didn't have to live with the parquet floor true this whole time good point while saving up you know Good point. To be able to invest in a nicer floor. Mine would be not removing carpets sooner. We have removed the carpets all now, except for one room that still has carpet. But the people that lived in the house before us had multiple dogs, cats, like all kinds of animals. And then moving in with our own dog, who constantly is smelling all their animals in the carpet. As we learned in <sighs> one of the last episodes. Yeah. I... Wish we had just taken the time to rip it all out, Mm -hmm. like, right away. It would just have saved so much time and energy, like, constantly cleaning that carpet. Just, like, nonstop cleaning the messes on that carpet all the time and just living with it being so nasty and gross all the time. Honestly, I think it would have been worth it to just tear out all that carpet and live with the subfloor. As preferable to, like, that nasty carpet. Yeah. Why can't you just rip out the carpet now? We did. Oh, you did? It's yeah, gone now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's all gone now. Well, you said except one room. Except for that one room. That's what I'm saying. But that's rip the room that, that we turned into our storage room. Who cares? Then who cares? Rip it up. Well, now all the shelves are in there. We can't get the carpet. <laughs> well, that's a renovation regret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's no. just the pain I'll come over and help you move some boxes. So we'll rip it up. <laughs> We don't know what's under that carpet Mm. either. That's like a big question mark. When we removed the carpet from our third floor 
it was so old that the backing had completely disintegrated Ugh. and this black powder was just shedding oh, gross. all over the place. It was disgusting. So that's it for our renovation regrets. After this break, we're going to get to a new segment that I've been so looking forward to called the domestic dare. Ooh, dun dun dun. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. We're going to get into our new segment called Domestic Dare, where we're going to dare each other to do something different or unexpected. And so I'm going to kick us off here. With a triple dog dare? (laughs) (laughs) So my Domestic Dare. Now, you guys listening, if you guys want to join in with us, you can do one, you can do all three, but it's kind of a challenge for all of us. So my Domestic Dare is to clean your light fixtures and your fans because you do not realize how dirty these are especially like the top of your fan blades mm-hmm. or like my dining room fixture has glass in it and just dust gets in it or your bathroom fixtures that have globes or along those lines like really take them down wipe them out wash them out it makes a really big difference because you can have little bugs in there mm. and then yeah so that's my domestic dare that's is a to great... clean your fan blades and to clean all your fixtures. That's a great challenge. I actually, the other day, I had friends coming over for dinner, and they were like 20 minutes late, and right at, I had a feeling they were going to be late, so I was like, you know what, what do I do for, I'm like ready, so I was like, I'm going to clean my pendant lights, because they were so <laughs> dusty, so I actually just cleaned some, but I, clean all, my, all my fans are <laughs> disgusting, so I need to do that. All right, Emily, what's your domestic Okay, dare? so mine is a surprise for you guys because mm-hmm. I didn't want to tell you anything ahead of time. Okay, so my domestic dare is I dare you both to create a fall capsule wardrobe. Oh, no. You know how many cute sweaters I <laughs> Emily. have? Emily! <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know if I can do this. Bree, you could totally do this. Do you see my closet? I have, like... No, you are so evil. Okay, can the number be 60? 30? 30? Can we do pieces? So the dare is officially 30 items for 30 days starting October 1st oh through the 30th. My through the 30th. Gosh. Oh, I have so Fall many sweaters. Really Wait, hard. but it doesn't include like underwear. Correct. So it does not include underwear, it does not include pajamas, it does not include workout clothes. It includes oh, okay. tops, bottoms, dresses, coats, shoes. Shoes. Oh no 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 no! Not my shoes. It does not okay, include purses. It does not include jewelry. Does not include scarves or okay, other listen. accessories. Hats not included. Workout clothes. Uh-huh. I have leggings that I wear oh, for I work. Didn't think about this. Leggings that I wear at home. Leggings that I wear to sleep in. Leggings, fancy leggings, and then. <laughs> <laughs> I have a full drawer of leggings. I didn't consider your whole legging situation <laughs> with your subcategories of leggings. Okay, the 30 items. They're all workout clothes, so they go. No. You just said only, you had fancy leggings, okay? Only the the workout ones that you would actually wear for working out are not included in the 30 items. So any fancy leggings or wearing around at home leggings are included. Pajama leggings? Like, to actually sleep in? Yeah. They're literally just like... 
Those are not included in the 30 okay. items. Okay. Just the fancy leggings and leggings to wear at home. Okay. Oh, man. Whew. This is going to be hard. You guys, are you going to join in with us? Oh, this is going to be so hard. And I thought mine was going to be hard. This is way hard. Like, burn your light fixtures. Emily's, like, completely transformed your wardrobe. <laughs> the other element to this that I was going to add is that during the 30 days, you can also not buy any clothing Oh, no, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I am buying. <laughs> You can't buy, go with just 30 days without buying clothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me do it. <laughs> I get free rewards with Old Navy every month. I guess I could put them off. Save them for November. <laughs> yeah. Like November's going to be But my lit. birthday month is October. I need a cute birthday outfit. Well, you better plan in yeah. September. <laughs> You'll have to plan your birthday outfit into your capsule. Okay. Deep breaths. Oh, we can do this. We can do this. <laughs> Shop your own closet and create. Are like we a allowed fall to swap out wardrobe. items or is this like locked and loaded? Like, what if I stain a shirt? Am I allowed to like swap it with a new piece? The idea is that it's locked. No, you just use your Folex. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. The idea is that it's locked and loaded for 30 days. And then through that process, you'll realize a lot of things. But one thing you'll learn is, like, what clothes you like and don't like from and those how 30. many sweaters I'm missing out on wearing. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time when I do it for 30 days with just 30 items, I don't wear all of them. Hmm. Even with just the 30 items. Or there'll be a few that I'll only wear, like, a, just a couple times. It's really weird. Huh. And But it is nice. Then once you open it back up to your full closet, you might also feel like some overwhelmed by just like how many options there are. But I think you'll have a clearer understanding of like to make things work in multiple ways and what items you really, really love and what things are more like meh kind of items. Okay, here's the thing though. I do have a minimal wardrobe and I wear everything in there. Now it's like 50 but, like, I wear all those things all the time, so it's just, I'm going to be wearing things a lot, apparently. <laughs> <sighs> right. Yeah. I do not have a minimal wardrobe, <laughs> but I probably only wear 30 things. <laughs> so, One we'll time, see. I actually did this with my closet just to challenge myself to see how much I wore. I turned all my hangers backwards, mm-hmm. so the hook part was facing me, and then once I wore it, I turned the hanger around That's into the cool. normal way. Yeah, and I, I challenge myself to wear something new to church every week. So we have church twice a week, so Wednesday and Sunday. I challenge myself to not repeat an outfit coming up with new combinations for all a year. I did it for two years. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And then at that point, I was like, okay, I need to pare down my wardrobe, and now it is pared down. But All right. Well, I'm going to move us along and do my dare, which I thought was hard, but compared to Emily's, not. <laughs> So, and I want, listeners, I want you to do this too if you can. You can choose not to, but I'm daring you guys to throw a fancy dinner party. Now, let me, (laughs) I have wide eyes looking at me. 
<laughs> only just one time. I was going to say multiple, but only one time until, like, before we talk about this again. So we have another six weeks or so. What constitutes you... as a so let me, party? I'm going to first just say why I even thought of this idea real quick, and then I'll go into it. So the reason that I thought about this is a couple years ago, I heard about this thing that a lot of Christian families do that's called having Sabbath dinners. And I know that sounds a little hokey, but I really love the concept behind it. And I've been really wanting to do it myself for our family. And Ryan, you know, recently agreed to it. And so now we're doing it this fall. I'm really excited for it. So what we're doing is these Sabbath dinners. And I could, if anyone's interested in it and knowing more about it, I can share like a podcast that I listen to about this. So what they do is they do it every Saturday night with their family. And it's a more fancier dinner. It's just a little bit more special. And it's supposed to kick off the Lord's Day, which is the Sabbath Sunday for church. Um, And so it's just kind of like a celebration kickoff. And they have some like prayer and scripture reading or like a liturgy, which if you don't know what that means, it's just like the order of the events for the night. And it's just like, it's low key, but it's also like a hyped up thing and exciting and stuff. So Ryan and I are doing it this fall and we're going to see how it goes. And we're it's my family that we're going to have over and, you know, his family if they wanted to come. And we're going to do it more like a ministry. So we're going to always invite a new family each Aww, week to our cool. family gathering. And we're telling, like, usually when I do a lot of dinner parties, it's always like potlucks. But this is going to be like literally nobody bring anything. You're just bringing yourself. Mm. And we're just going to have a time of hanging out and fellowship and things like that. And I just really want to start this tradition. And I know it's kind of crazy. I I told my mom about it. She's like, every Saturday, that's like, that's crazy. But I want to try it just till like, I think I'm going to try it till the end of the year, just see how it goes. And so I was thinking about like, if you guys throw one, it doesn't have to be a Sabbath dinner, it doesn't have to be on Saturday, but it could be just any night of the week, you invite a family over to join your family and or a couple, it could be like, you know, couples and couples or whatever. Or if you're a single, if you're a listener and you're a single person and you just want to invite some friends over, whatever. You just throw a dinner. You don't have them bring anything. Just show up and you provide all the food. And when I say fancy, this can be really tailored to your expertise level in throwing dinner parties. So if you're someone like, you know, Brie, you actually have thrown dinner parties in a sense you have people over you host a lot you have people over so what i'm asking each of you to do like and emily you don't as Mm -hmm. much (laughs) i think covid was a time that really put a kibosh on things like this and now that we can like be in each other's homes it's something that i think we should really celebrate and embrace and it develops relationships yeah and it develops a relationship so what i'm saying is you tailor it to what you're comfortability level is does ordering pizza well i was gonna say you have to make something (laughs) but make pizza you and i would Mm, encourage you you, i have a recipe i would encourage you i mean if you have if you're really nervous about and you've never had anyone over if you have to do spaghetti and jar spaghetti sauce and pasta and you know like if that's the way you have to go to just start if that's gonna hold you back from having people over then do that but I encourage you to make something if 
you want to step it up a notch, make something you never made before. Make a dessert. Make a dessert you never made before. I think it'd be really cool on Brie, because you've done this a lot, I think if you do it like more like candlelit, if you, you know, break Cloth out napkins. china. Well, I don't have china. Okay, well, <laughs> have dinner plates instead of paper plates, or you have cloth napkins instead of paper napkins, and you just step it up a notch. Whatever that looks like for you and your family, you know, to be honest with you, I don't like admitting this, but we've used paper plates since Jude was born, <laughs> because it was something that I just needed to switch to for a while and I hope to get back to like real dinnerware um but if that's what you have to do to make this happen then that's okay it's really about having people over mm -hmm. and you know feeding people and hanging out with them and you know establishing more relationships and getting to know each other so that is my dare you're gonna do it one time you're gonna you know tell us Should how we it do went. this in October sure during our minimal <laughs> wardrobe <Yes>. yeah <laughs> So plan out what fancy thing you'll wear to your fancy dinner party. Well, apparently it's going to be jeans and a black t-shirt with a necklace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it, Cammie. I like it. Challenge I accepted. This will be about as stretching for me as a capsule wardrobe and not buying anything for 30 days is for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I just don't do a lot of, like, cooking mm -hmm. stuff that much and i don't do a lot of like having people over that much yeah like, even before covid we didn't have people over all that often unless like i made a concentrated effort to do it mm -hmm. <sighs> so it's been a long time <laughs> and i will i make people feel weird though if i have like a fancy table and candles no. well you tell them tell them this is part of a dare yeah just say <laughs> i'm doing a fancy dinner so you know dress up yeah. if you want and Again, it doesn't have to be so, like, you, we don't want to be uptight about it. Yeah. it mm -hmm. You know, you want to be relaxed about it. So, like, if they don't want to dress up, that's not a big... They don't have to come being dressed up. Instead of doing buffet style, like, make the plates and have them at the table. So everybody comes to the table yeah. and it's mm -hmm. already, like, presented. Mm -hmm. Do, like, name cards. Yes. Yeah. I, I yeah. meant to mention that. I'm so glad you brought that up because in the Sabbath dinners, these where I heard this from, the people that do this, they always make place cards. I like and that. And they were saying that it, like, makes people feel when they come, they feel like, I'm wanted here, mm. I have a place here, and it also helps make it for not awkward conversation. Like, you always, like, put people next to people where, so, because they mm -hmm. do it large. Like, they, they do, like, 50 people in their house. Room for 50 people. <laughs> wow. And that's actually a goal of mine, is I really want to start... That's why I want, like, a huge dining room table. Because I just want mm. to start hosting more like Think that. Think of the centerpieces you can design. Yeah. Get like, tablecloths. or something. You know, oh, yeah, I need flowers. To I don't have a tablecloth. Great tip for tablecloths. Just go and get one of those big drop cloths, like the canvas drop cloths. Oh. If you wash them in bleach, it softens them up. Oh. And it, like, literally looks like a real tablecloth. I got that tip from this podcast. The podcast mm, is called are, What Have You. I will link it. <laughs> how are the edges of that, though? I'm a trying lot of to think. drop cloths, they're hemmed. Yeah, I'm pretty all sure the they're around? all hemmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. because okay. I've done drop cloth curtains. But I do drop cloths for all my parties. I don't know if you remember, I had mm -hmm. a gender reveal, and I put that all, uh, yes. like, I bought tons of drop cloths. Because they're, like, that neutral Can color. Can I just borrow your drop cloth? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll buy my own. Yes, I'll buy a Lowe's for 10 bucks. Okay, I can do that. I guess I can afford that. <laughs> all right, so we'll get back to each other on all our dares. Yeah. Okay, we'll check in.
And we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to end with our pillow talk. Welcome back, guys. It's time for our pillow talk segment where we share just some favorite finds, things we're loving lately, any random little things like that. Mine is very random this week. Um, This is a little thing that I finally bought that I've been thinking about for a long time, and they are sleep headphones. What? So, as someone who I don't sleep very well... So I would always have headphones in with the cord to my phone. Yeah. And my phone is the kind that, like, you can only have the headphones in or the charger in. So I'd always have the headphones in, and then I would fall asleep listening to, like, white noise or rain sounds. And then I'd wake up a million times in the middle of the night with, like, the headphones wrapped around my neck. Oh, dear. (laughs) And, like, just all tangled up in it. So, these sleep headphones are actually Bluetooth headphones, but they're, um, the speakers are super flat, and they're in a headband. So, oh. you put this headband on. Like a like, headband that goes on the top of your head, or the... Mm-hmm, okay. The top. It's, like, this wide. Like, how many inches is this? Like, four, five inches wide. And it doesn't give you it's, a headache. No, it's super loose. Okay. It's this big band. It kind of looks like, you know... A, a headband that you would wear running in the winter okay. to, like, cover your ears. But I put it on top of my hair around the back, and then it has these super flat bits inside that go over your ears. <laughs> and then there's a button on the front oh, no. on the forehead. Why don't you just get a sound machine? Because then other people would have to hear it. I don't know. That's what I, like I have. More I just have sound machine. I don't know. I really like these. <laughs> Plus, then I can watch YouTube videos in bed too, late at night. <laughs> or Marco Polo us late at night. <laughs> yeah. This is what it looks like, and I'll link them in the show notes. So it's this giant thing I put on specific. my head. Oh, so you can wear it when you're running too. You can. Yes. So it has this button on the front. You turn it oh on. Oh my gosh. And then it has like a forward button and like a back. I'm going to ask Brian to get an in-action shot. Oh, yeah, I totally should. (laughs) Um, But it connects with Bluetooth to my phone, so I can actually have my phone charging while it plays sounds in my ears. And it does always, like, fall off by the time I wake up, but at least it's not like the cord (laughs) tangled around my neck. Okay. So whatever works. If you have trouble sleeping and or you want to watch YouTube videos in bed and fall asleep without the cords getting tangled up around your neck, (laughs) then you may like these sleeping headphones. (laughs) All right. So my pillow talk is my in-sync sponge mount. So I have it. I have a very deep sink. Back to sponges. Yes. Back to sponges reference episode two. Um, This suction cups onto the wall of your sink, and I have it. So when you're standing at the sink, in front of you, tucked down in. So when you're looking at the sink, you don't see anything in the sink at all, but you can still have your sponge up so it can dry and it doesn't get any bacteria and whatnot. So I am loving that lately. You can find them all over, but I'll link one. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you definitely need a deeper sink when you use that because I wouldn't be able to use it in my sink. You would totally see it. Mine is a very, I have the Ikea Bowl. Farmhouse. Bowls. <laughs> it's like yeah. a farm... Oh, don't say don't that know. word. <laughs> it is a farmhouse sink. But it doesn't look farmhouse in my house, does it? I don't Apron know. Apron front sink? Apron front sink. Okay. 
but it has the two basins. That's there the word go. I yeah. was looking for. And it, they're very shallow, so it wouldn't work, huh. unfortunately. But that's why I have my pretty walnut scrubber. <laughs> <laughs> so next, I'm going to be sharing something that I absolutely love. Okay. You all know, back to my OCD and how I hate seeing plugs and cords and outlets. So I learned about this thing. It was a bit ago. It was actually when I was renovating the entry room and made the play area for Jude. It's called a sleek socket and it's from Amazon and I'll link it. So what it is, is it's basically an extension cord, but the plug, so the face of it, it's a it's an outlet cover. It's white. And you put it, you plug it into the outlet mm -hmm. and it's just completely solid white. So you don't like see the outlet at all. It's it feels just like a box. So yeah, but or it's, like just, a, it's plate. a plate. It's a plate. It's a plate. It just covers the sockets. Yes. But it's plugging in and then this little sleek cord is coming out of it that's flat and you can like make it so it's like running flat against the wall and then flat on the floor or wherever you're going. And it's an extension cord. So you can plug like, so I have in the playroom, I have Jude's lamp because I didn't want Jude playing with the cord. So I needed to like hide it in a way. So I have the lamp plugged into the extension cord part. And then the sleek socket cord is running underneath flat the rug. So you don't see it. And then oh, it goes flat wow. up against the wall. And then all you see is this plate and he can't take it out because it's like really in there and you can't, it's a lot harder to take out than those little outlet, mm, right. you know, covers. what are the covers? Yeah. So the reason I thought about it recently is I had to get another one for Jude's bedroom because his crib is at the wall and where a plug is. And I just had to lower it cause he's getting taller. Mm -hmm. So I put a sleek socket there so he can't take it off when he's sleeping and i have to plug in like his humidifier so it just acts as an extension cord and now i want to get another one <laughs> because i want to plug it in on my kitchen counter and have my my toaster plugged into oh. it so then you wouldn't see the toaster plug Ooh. you would just see this like it would just be this white plate on the wall it on would the totally wall blend it in. would look so much better than a black cord yeah. yeah so i totally recommend these they are wonderful now i'm thinking of all the ways i could use that yeah i mean there's so many and it's really good for baby like child proofing but it's also just good for so many other things too check out the links Anyway, so with that, we're going to be closing here, and we just want to thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We want to know what you thought of this episode and what you want us to talk about next. So you can find us on Instagram at DwellingPlacePod. And please leave us a rating and review and share your thoughts. And visit the show notes for all the pictures and links to all the things we talked about today. We will see you next week right here at The Dwelling Place.